0: Hey, Yash Jesuits, we're starting out this message with just a big moment of gratitude. A huge, fat thank you to everyone that's listening, has been sharing Yash Jesus with a friend, leaving us five-star reviews, and buying us a cup of coffee on our website. These actions help us so much. Our Yash Jesuits have helped us reach new audiences and to really keep this show going.
1: Yes, but we also want to be very real with you about our finances, girl. This podcast is a labor of love, and we keep things very lean here. No carbs over here. But we need a stable source of income to pay ongoing bills. Each episode costs about $300 to produce. So... Sugar Daddy, Sugar Mamas, your ongoing support is greatly appreciated.
0: That's why the Buy Me A Coffee works so well. You've actually helped us to fund some of the episodes so it doesn't have to come out of our pocket. So we're going to do something right back for you. We're going to be upgrading our monthly sponsors to a subscription model. Mm -hmm. Episodes will still be available for everyone, but subscribers will get the first listen, as well as exclusive content from some of our amazing guests, including behind-the-scenes videos, bonus episodes, personalized messages from me, Danny Franz. And, and my buddy, Ezraiah Southworth, and way more. Yeah, you want T.S. Madison?
1: We got it. You want Gigi Gorgeous? We got it. You name it, we got it. And we wanted to make it. You name it. <laughs> we wanted to make it extra special for our subscribers who are part of the core group making this podcast, this family, this ministry continue to spread God's queer love.
0: It is your help and support that has got us that Glad Award nomination, and now we have even bigger guests signing on and more listeners coming on every day. We need you, so go visit yasjesus.com, click on the Support the Podcast button, and then click Subscribe. Yeah, who knows where we can go next because
1: of you. So thank you for everything you do to support Yas Jesus.
0: Hello kings and queens and in-between sinners, saints, and I don't know if I is or I ain't. Welcome to another spectacular, spectacular episode of Yes Jesus. I'm Dana Franzese, and as always, I'm here with my spectacular bestie. Azariah Southworth, darlings. And sit tight,
1: because here at Yes Jesus, we believe Jesus is more than a person,
0: Jesus is a movement. And the songs that we write about Jesus can last for generations. Just as our guest today, Marcia Stevens Pino, but we we'll be right back with her and a lot of other things right after I want to tell
1: you a story about B Hayes. B is an 18-year-old student at Nashville Christian School, and B was banned from going to prom because they wore a suit instead of a dress. B posted a photo outside of prom wearing the sleek black suit and holding a sign that read they wouldn't let me in because i'm in a suit
0: (laughs) you know you could see the other students in the background just walking into prom no problem because
1: they're in the appropriate garments danny that's why the the christ-approved
0: garments (laughs) the christian fashion police strike again
1: (laughs) (laughs) well when npr reached out to the school they got this response The school has established dress requirements for daily school attendance and at our special events. All students and families are aware and signed in agreement to these guidelines
0: when they enrolled. Wow, so you really chose that baby blue taffeta prom dress with the fluffy elbows? Okay, whatever.
1: (laughs) But the story doesn't stop there, Danny. Marcy Allen Van Moll is a Nashville business owner and mom. When she heard what happened to B, she was appalled. Remember how I mentioned that she's a business owner? Well, Mm -hmm. she happens to own A.B. Hillsborough Village. Hillsborough Village is a great part of Nashville, BTW. A live music and event space in the city. She reached out to B. and offered to throw B. and their friends their very own private prom.
0: Yes, queer prom. Yes.
1: Marcy put a call out on social media for anyone looking to help. So, local businesses donated to the event, including a photo booth and flowers, and even a local R&B musician named Tone Stith offered to perform. Someone even started a GoFundMe, and the money that is raised over the expense of the prom is going to be given to Inclusion Tennessee and Oasis Center, two charities of Bee's choosing.
0: I love this. And now I ask you, who provided a ministry for Bee as a youth? Was it the Christian school that would force B to wear a dress? Or was it the community and local businesses who rallied to give an excluded kid their own curated special experience? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's truly the Christian way. And I absolutely love that. I mean, it sounds like a party. And then to take the extra things, the extra funds, and send it to the Inclusion Tennessee and Oasis Center. I mean, how nice. Another way to say it is, which tree was bearing good fruit? Which
1: tree was bearing the fruits of the Spirit? You and that tell sounds like
0: us. a way more fun prom, too. I have to yeah, say.
1: Truly. Yeah. And it's in Hillsboro Village, which is just a cool part of Nashville.
0: So It just feels like you. they would listen to way more Gaga at that prom. <laughs> <laughs> probably work for me. Um, <laughs> who doesn't love that? And speaking of things that we love, <laughs> the segue the, that's always a little rough to our praise report <laughs> and prayer request section. This is where if you have something that you love that happened this week, if you're like, wow, my community rallied together and made me have like an awesome queer prom or you're like, hey, like, you know, uh, God is so good. He's doing this work in my life I need to share it with people I just need to hallelujah out loud then call us and we'll add it to our praise report and if you need a little help if you're carrying something heavy if, you, if the load is too much to bear and you want us and our Yash Jesuits to pray for you um, let us know what's going on in your life and we will add it to our prayer request and we're going to start out with just that as we get a prayer request.
1: Yeah. And sometimes these prayer requests, they don't have to be anything elaborate. You know, if you've ever been to church where they do unspokens, it can be one of those. And this is a short and simple prayer from Pammy. So, Pammy says, pray for Liz and for Fiona. And so, we're going to do just that. And so, yes, just as we ask you to put Liz and Fiona on your prayers,
0: Yes, as It can't be that simple. Just a pray for Liz and a pray for Fiona. We don't have to have the right words to fit in. The Holy Spirit can fill, it, fill in the rest. Um, so again, if you have something that you want to reach out about, we don't even need the details sometimes. Um, just the spirit of what it is that you need. And we have a praise report also. This is from Jeff. And it came from, it came with Jeff buying us a cup hey. of coffee, which you can do on our website, which helps keep this show running. Jeff says, I am so glad I found your podcast this week. Last week, I had a nasty interaction with some street preachers in between church and drag brunch. It inspired me to create some messages about love and justice and inclusion that are parodies of the Jesus gets us ads that have been popping up. This week, I found your podcast, the addition I didn't even know I needed. Uh-huh. Um, Thank you, Jeff. You buying us a coffee. We didn't we knew we needed that and you fulfilled that. So we really appreciate it. And let's expand that. on buy uh, us so a coffee
1: much. a little bit because yes, Joshua, it's You're not literally buying us a coffee. It's the name of the fundraising platform. So, it's the cost of a coffee to support this podcast. So, if you want to hear more of Yes, Jesus, if you want to hear more from people like Marcia Stevens Pino, if you want to hear more from, uh, you know, people like Madison Rose in more drag queen prayers, we need you to go to yesjesuspod.com or click on the link in the notes of this show on the Apple Podcast uh, app that you're listening to or Spotify and just... You know, donate what you can. If you can't do that, just share the podcast on your social medias. All of that goes a very long way.
0: Yeah, Azzy, I'd like to add a little uh, prayer request to this week. You know, we follow our friend Nina West, uh, Mm -hmm. the incredible drag race alum, who is now on tour as Edna Turnblatt in the Hairspray Tour, which I'm going to go see this week here at the Pantages in Los Angeles. We love Nina. She's such a joy. Uh, Nina, I think, also is the personification of the kind of queen that is children-friendly. I mean, she wrote a beautiful children's book uh, that she sent my nephew, and she's worked with the Muppets and Mm -hmm. has done Disney stuff and just is so lighthearted. But she posted something that was a little heavy-hearted this week. Back in her hometown of Columbus, Ohio, there was a drag brunch that was being interrupted by a bunch of neo-Nazis in these red shirts. Um, There was dozens of them, and they were chanting, There will be blood. Um, mm-hmm. and the cops were there seemingly protecting them, but really probably trying more to keep the peace between the two sides Right. because that can really get people Turn fired up real quick. Yeah. And it's just so upsetting to see uh, such vitriol and hatred towards our community, especially in moments of queer joy, like a drag brunch right. where people are just having fun and entertaining. And I just want to send out some prayers over there. One of the things that really struck me on the video was it said, uh, all of these Nazis are here. Get out here now. Um, and it was a call to action to queer people to come out and show up yeah. and just be there. And I thought yeah. instead of just taking, you know, that uh, as an attack and feeling pained or uh, wanting to like retaliate back, they said, let's gather as a community and come here, you know, and I think mm-hmm. that evokes the whole spirit of out of the bars and into the streets of the Harvey Milk era. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think that we're entering that time again you know and all of the stuff that we're dealing with right now with uh you know ronda santis and the don't say gay bill and everything that's happening lately i've been waxing on this for like a while and thinking about it and praying on it and you know what some of these uh, not even just like the hate groups like the the neo-nazis but even just like some of the really conservative folks that want to see uh gay people taken out of the media that want to see trans folks eradicated that want to see all of our media and our literature and our contributions just yeah. diminish and and hidden yep. um from society the last time they tried that in like the 50s 60s and 70s those are the groups that felt so alone because they didn't have that information you know they didn't have the information of um that they weren't al- alone in the world that mm-hmm. the kids today kind of know where we're making ourselves more visible, you know, and through efforts of diversity, um, equality and inclusion that are happening all over it from the workplace to the arts, uh, gay people are here. We're here. We're queer. they used to it. Yeah. And I think that those years that, that we were sort of successfully diminished, those were the years that all that as soon as, you know, queer people got old enough to realize that they were, You know, I heard Dan Savage say that as soon as um, queer people were old enough to realize that they weren't alone, that that's, those are the ones that got out into the streets and fought back, right. you know? So, so, so Dan Savage said, good luck with that, you know? And yeah. that's something that's also been sitting with me this week. Like, good luck with trying to erase us because it's just not going to happen. But I do think that um, a lot of that stuff can hurt and we do need to pray for strength for our siblings that are out there um, on the front lines dealing with this kind of hatred. And yeah. I just wanted to put that out there uh, for our listeners to think about when our siblings are facing that kind of stuff to give them a little bit of strength. In when they face that kind of adversity.
1: Absolutely. And I, I want to contribute, add to that this and and say, dig deep into your joy right now. Build a strong foundation of joy because the joy of the Lord is your strength. And something that my mom taught me growing up is when the devil is busy and the devil's coming at you, all you got to do is laugh in his face because he has already lost. And not only that, but the this hate has no power, has no real power. It, all it can do is try to make you witness their fear and that will never win the day. So dig deep into your joy, you little queers out there, you beautiful, yes, Jesuits (laughs) and, and build that foundation and, and really take strength in that because that's what's going to pull us through. And I, I really believe that, um, it's what's going to win the day. So dig deep into that.
0: Well, this is the day that the Lord has made. (laughs) Uh, We'll be back uh, after this with the Scripture of the Day.
2: So this is Miss Carmelto here, the beast from the east, the bearded queen who puts the whore into Horsham, And you're listening to Yas Jesus.
0: As it's time for the Scripture of the Day scripture of the day Ba-da-dum-dum. scripture of the day yes it's soul food mm-hmm. Yummy. It's so <laughs> cringy <laughs> i love how cringy it is
1: this comes to us from john four fourteen. those who drink of the water that i will give them will never be thirsty the water that i will give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life
0: Oh, today. Today, Azzy, we have a spectacular guest yes, with
1: us. Yes, oh, we Azzy's do. Azzy's so
0: excited. I yes. can see him just shaking over there.
1: <laughs> Very excited. I, My heart is full of joy right now. I'm digging deep into my joy. So, oh,
0: Danny. And I don't ahead. think we've had so many internal... Um, uh, conversations about a guest coming before we've been so yeah. excited so so excited to be joined by marcia stevens pino yes. Hi. oh we are so delighted to have you on the show yes
1: and
3: i'm honored to be here thanks for asking
1: for you youngins out there who don't know your contemporary christian music history it's time to take a seat and learn Marsha stevens pino wrote that what is widely considered the first contemporary Christian song and set off a whole movement of contemporary Christian music. You probably know the song, you probably heard the song, and if your mom was anything like mine, she probably sang the song too. So, Marsha, give us the name of that song that…
3: I ta- I called it for those tears I died. A lot of yes. people just call it Come to the Water.
1: Okay. For those Tears I Died, also known as Come to the Water. Well, I grew up hearing my mom sing that song as a kid. I grew up hearing about the Jesus movement. I remember listening to records my parents collected from the Jesus People festivals with people like Keith Green performing. And I find a lot of inspiration from, you know, Lonnie Frisbee's charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Um, we even did an episode on Lonnie Frisbee, uh, on this show where we named him a queer saint mm-hmm. and Marsha, you were just as much of a leader. You were on the front lines. It's just as much as Lonnie and all of them were in the Jesus movement and you still are. And I'm curious, when did you realize you were on the front line of a worldwide movement?
3: You know, we were talking in, in my church this morning, we were talking about how, um, when we were young, we thought we could change the world. You know, we thought we were we could be a Marvel superhero, basically, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, whatever our super and and really we were like that. We were young and we were hippies and we were searching for peace and truth and justice, and we found it in Jesus. And we thought, oh, good. Now we just need to let everybody know this is cool. <laughs> you know, yeah. And and really, I mean, Lonnie was twenty one when I met when he his birthday is in early June, so he was. It was close to his 21st birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I was 16. And, you know, I, I just realized that I could start telling the story. And I came back and I kind of wondered what Lonnie would say, because Lonnie was very specific about scripture.
2: Mm-hmm. So
3: if you came back and sang something, he was going to let you know if it was scriptural or not. Okay. And and so as soon as I sang, started singing... Come to the water, and he and he stood up, and he raised his hands, and he said, "Sister, this is from the Lord, and this is from the book of Revelation, where God says everyone who is thirsty can come and drink." And I thought, "Oh man, I didn't even make it to Revelation yet, and God told me something <laughs> from the end of the book." You know? <laughs> but but we did. We just thought, not with a conscious arrogance. We just thought, "This is it. We can change the world now." Now we know the truth, and we just need to let our friends know, and and that's what we'll do.
1: Yeah, it was from your own internal search for y- the answer to what would quench your thirst that you found this, and you wanted to share that with the world. Um, how did you get involved with? I mean, because if you were with Lonnie, you would have been involved with Calvary Chapel in the Long Beach mm-hmm. area or uh, Anaheim area, right, Orange County,
3: Costa Mesa. Costa Mesa,
1: yeah. Mesa thank you. Yeah,
3: in my childhood in the fifties there weren't so many blended families. Mm -hmm. My father had been married before and had a boy and a girl. So they were technically my half-brother and half-sister, but because we'd never lived with them and there was such a, you know, that was them and this is us, they were almost more like a close aunt and uncle or something, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But my brother was very cool. I mean, hippie cool, like, you know, tune in, turn on, and drop out, Drop acid with Timothy Leary in the 50s. Oh, wow, okay. Kind of cool, or in the early 60s, I guess. Wow. Kind of cool. And so when he told me there was some fun thing going on down at the beach in Costa Mesa, I'm like, sign me up. So I started figuring out what I was going to have to tell my parents to let them take my half-brother who was, you know, on the fringe um, Uh, (laughs) to the beach and 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 Wonder of Wonders, they let me go. And he took me to church. I thought, what the heck? I thought we were going to a party. I thought there was something cool going on. (laughs) But it was a church meeting. There wasn't a building yet. We were meeting in the upstairs of a restaurant. And Lonnie was there. And so was Chuck Smith. Mm -hmm. And it was, I mean, I had never been anywhere where people spoke so comfortably and casually about Jesus. Mm. Jesus said this, Jesus told me that. And I'm thinking, okay, this is Southern California. Good chances there's a youth pastor named Jesus, right? <laughs> but no, this was actually the Jesus they were talking about. And I just thought, what a remarkable thing that would be. It was mm-hmm. it was like science fiction almost. You know, I thought, they can't really believe this, right? You know? mm-hmm. So, it, it was overwhelming to me. And the next week I went back up by myself. Um, I was 16. I could drive a car. And so they they were about an hour from my home. And so I drove back the next Monday night and said, I want in, you know, how do I do this? Mm -hmm. And I'd never heard anybody pray like, prayers where I grew up where we beseech thee, Father, that thou wouldst be in our midst (laughs) even as we come before thee this day, you know. And here are these people going, oh man, God, I was so upset. And I'm thinking, really? That's how you pray? So I just sat with them and prayed and, you know, asked Jesus to be real to me, to come into my heart. They laid hands on me and said, you know, I said, I'm not going to go home and be good. I can promise you that. That's not going to happen. I'm not going to go be good now. And they said, yeah, that's actually not how it works. If you were already everything you wanted to be and everything you needed to be, you wouldn't need Jesus anyway. So Mm. I just, you know, prayed. And um, I always say Jesus didn't just change my future in that moment. Jesus changed my past. Mm. Because when I met him, it was like, I know you.
2: Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You
3: know you were that I still small voice. night yeah. and feeling like somebody was holding me, that was you, yeah, yeah. yeah. you know I, and so it changed my past too because it it sort of rewrote that loneliness to say, "Nope, I was there all along mm-hmm. you know, so I, you know then I just- start, I started bringing my kid' sister and I started bringing friends, and you know we just drove down there every Monday night with. This is back when you could fit 14 people in a car and nobody <laughs> thought that was too weird.
2: And <laughs> so
3: we just carpool out there, you know, with as many kids as we could munch in yeah. and and we could see that it was changing the lives all around us and we just figured it would change the world. That's what it was even the...
0: remarkable at that time to see how uh, different the approach was towards God, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I remember seeing an interview with you where you said that um, even when you wrote for Those Tears I Died, it was a time where... There weren't even guitars in churches like now you can't throw a tambourine without hitting a, a couple of guitarists in a church but like... <laughs> oh
3: no there were still a lot of churches that wouldn't let us e- even even in the next few years there were a lot of churches that didn't allow guitar in church
0: i think that really speaks though to the evolution of church and maybe where we are right now for the inclusion of lgbtq folks like uh, the church grows you know um uh, I always I can consistently quote Yvette Flounder when she said that the biggest disser- disservice that uh, humans ever did for God was to put a back cover on the Bible. That just because men were done s- men were done speaking doesn't mean God was done talking. And this is a yeah. great example of it. The Jesus movement it was just a time where, like you know, we had reached the limit of of how humans were able to. Uh, like understand the book and then you were able to take it to a whole new place with that movement and i think that that's where we're at today we the the, the everything that we're dealing with with the opposition um and, and the same things we were talking about during um the prayer request uh all of those people who are trying to eradicate lgbtq people it's only making the church grow stronger for mm-hmm. and and in and, and, and certain ways and accept all of us
1: yeah and as as someone that you know learned and heard about the Jesus movement as an observer the magic to me about the Jesus movement was that it allowed Jesus to be here today and it allowed uh, us believers to participate in the practice of our faith as if Jesus was the same yesterday today and forever you know and and that The work that Jesus was doing then Jesus is doing still doing now um and that's what to me was what made the Jesus movement so captivating um and and so that's we were
3: just so young and eager and I don't know if you want to get into the Jesus revolution movie but the most stark thing that was different to me and, and I know we're accustomed to Hollywood and you know People who play a sophomore in high school are thirty years old mm-hmm. all the time.
0: But, hey, watch it! No, <laughs> but, <laughs> sorry.
3: <laughs> but still, the truth is, you have like a what an almost fifty and almost seventy year old playing the leaders in this movie. Right. And the truth is, they were twenty one and forty one. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, the oldest one among us was forty one years old, <laughs> and we thought that was ancient man. <laughs> and <laughs> and and yet, you know, here we were just a bunch of kids and. I don't know. It made a difference.
1: Yeah, I I haven't watched the movie I just simply out of protest. <laughs> um, but you know, I've I've heard a lot of. I I, I think i you've watched it, and I think you maybe wrote briefly about about it. But I, I've heard that the essence of what was portrayed in the movie was generally true. Like, I don't know if you want to speak to that at all.
3: This, I think, the spirit of it was. I I mean. It, it took away part of the marvel, because part of the marvel is that we were just a bunch of kids. Mm-hmm. And here we were, there were 10, 20, 2,000, 5,000, 10,000 of us, you know? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like. But I, what I liked about the movie was that it did not insert, uh, and this is what the sinner's prayer says, or these are the four spiritual laws, right? right. It didn't insert any outside nonsense. Dogma. Which, nor did we. Yeah. You know? I mean, when when we handed out tracks, it was cartoons that, you know, we'd drawn and, and you know, put little stories with. Uh-huh. It wasn't some long dissertation in King James English. And we didn't think that there was anything magic about King James English. We I, I remember in Bible college, Azusa, um, Richard Wurmbrand saying, the Bible is not the truth. It's the truth mm-hmm. about the truth. Yes. But, that's, that's you know, good. That's people good. were all upset about us getting in prison and having scriptures written on toilet paper mm-hmm. and yet it didn't change the, it, it didn't change the fact that you know thy grace is sufficient for me didn't change because it was written on toilet paper right you know? right and and we would have had that we we did things that we had no idea were avant-garde and, you know stop it get a hunk of cheese and a loaf of bread and use that for communion we didn't know that was weird <laughs> that's what we had
1: yeah yeah
3: you know we weren't trying to be edgy right so I think it it kept a lot of that, and it kept a lot of the humility. That um, I think you know, nobody was going to church growth experts, right? You know, (laughs) right? We were just hauling as many people as we could get in the car. Um, So it was it was was very
1: much about community because I know Keith Green would bring people into his home and let them live in his home. You know, it was was very much about being there for people.
3: the first summer that I was 16, Lonnie and Connie, Lonnie and his wife, Connie, um, let me stay at their house. They were staying at the Bluebird Motel. And they, I mean, they had a spare sleeping bag. I slept on the floor. Yeah.
0: It's very community oriented. Yeah,
3: Right. And and in no way was that dismissive of them to have me sleep on the floor. I was grateful.
0: Right. 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 Uh, you wrote in your memoir that you endured a lot of personal trials. Uh, each of those things must have been so painful for you. How, how did your own pain and suffering how did it go into your ministry and into your music?
3: I always say that my music is my pain redeemed, and I think that I mean I, alcohol and drugs, and my my father was a serial pedophile who was had been a minister, who just like the Catholic Church, they did the same thing, just passed him on church to church, uh-huh. literally sometimes driven out with rifles for molesting the little girls in the youth group, and um, and then one of the little girls ended up being my mother, so. Sometimes it's almost better if something's that broken
2: mm-hmm.
3: because you don't really have to <laughs> try to sift through what the good parts are. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, it's sort of like how people who are poor and they say we were really poor. I didn't know it, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, because there, nobody was talking about child abuse. Nobody was certainly talking about su- child sex abuse, and I just knew that I had to keep him away from my kid's sister. That was my whole focus, yeah. and. Then when we became Christians, I found out, man, there's a power greater than us that I can just invite in. And I and I, I mean, all of a sudden I had agency, you know. Mm. At one night, um, the police called Calvary Chapel an hour away from my home to let me know that my mother had gotten in another drunk driving accident, but she was okay. They were taking her home. This was before Mothers Against Drunk Driving, so they didn't mm. really do much when they arrested her. Um, and... Chuck Smith came out to me and said, I said, you know, I don't want to leave. I've got 10 friends with me, you know, I don't want to go and there's nothing that I'm going to do. And he said, well, you know, and he opened the Bible to Matthew and said, Jesus said that uh, nobody will ever give up mother or father or children or cattle, or, you know, without, for, for my name's sake, without receiving a thousandfold back. And he said, so if you stay, be sure you're staying for his sake. I was free. I was free. Like, oh, well, I can do that. And I actually turned into a much better kid at home because well, I didn't have anything to argue about. You know, I wasn't going to argue with them. They said what they said, and I did what I knew was right. And that was, I just, you know, it's like what they teach you in Al-Anon when you're much older. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, okay, love you. Sorry, you're wrong. Bye. You know, <laughs> yeah. I was just, I was set free. And- so. Um, a lot of that came through in my music, a lot of that longing to let people know that there's somebody there who cares.
1: And you said your your music is your pain redeemed, and that's no exception for your song, For Those Tears I Died. Do you mind just sharing a little bit about how that song came to you?
3: Yeah, when they prayed for me and said, you, you don't have to go home and be good. That's the Holy Spirit's job, not yours. The first thing that happened when they were praying for me, it was almost like I was a little kid in one of those things where Jesus has kids in his lap that you see in stained glass windows and stuff. And mm. I felt like I really was there. I mean, I mm. felt like, wow, he's big enough to contain me in my world. And, and then it, it seemed like Jesus took me by a river and I watched this river rushing by. I could feel the splash in my face. And I thought, with this much water, no one should have to be thirsty. of course, I thought about inner thirst. You know, I was poet enough to think that. And and I thought about the nights that I'd spent crying myself to sleep and just hoping that I would suffocate in the night so that I didn't Mm -hmm. wake up again in that Mm -hmm. house. And um, Jesus looked down at me and said, I was there every night. I felt every tear. That's why I died. Well, I had heard somehow growing up about Jesus died for your sins which had made no sense to me Jesus loved my sins so much he died for them I mean that's what you'd say right I love my kids so much I die for them so Jesus died for your sins was completely meaningless so when he said that it was like an answer to that oh you died for my tears you were there for those you know and um and I thought, it, I thought every time I sang the song, I was going to have to explain that, because I started to write the verses, and I thought, okay, I know four chords on the guitar, so let me get them all in, and um, and I thought, well, I'll talk in the verses about my thinking, you know, you said you'd be there and all this stuff, but then the chorus will be Jesus speaking back to me, and I, I mean, the chorus was so easy because it's really what Jesus had said to me. And I knew that I wouldn't have been able to hear that if I hadn't been through what I'd been through. So I knew when I sang that, even though I thought I would have to tell this story every time I ever sang the song, I knew that that message was real, that that was exactly what Jesus had said to me. And then it turned out, of course, from the first time Lonnie heard it, that he got it. You know, I didn't have to explain anything. And I mean, within two weeks, Pat Boone had called my house to see if he could record it. Well, so it, it just went around the world yeah quickly
0: yeah yeah. You, you're creating something new you know it's funny when they talk about rebellious teenagers going out to like crazy clubs or whatever like you really want to piss your parents off go to church you know
3: like. <laughs> oh our parents were sure there was something nefarious going on at calvary chapel they were sure there was an orgy or something going on because why else are we stacking kids you know sitting in their in our laps three across each seat um, mm. Trying to get to church, that couldn't be.
0: <laughs> I, I also think that it's so cool that you're part of the LGBTQ community. How have you been able to bridge both of those worlds together?
3: I mean, at first, it, I had a much harder time with my divorce than I did with being gay. My divorce was really hard. I mean, I swore to God and I broke that promise and I knew I swore to God. I, you know, it wasn't like there was a, oh, I was so young though. I knew what I was doing, and I said it, and I broke my word. That was really hard. Um, the being gay thing, I, I didn't know. I didn't have the conception that, I, that that's somebody who I was as opposed to mm-hmm. something that I did until I talked to Chuck Smith again, and um, Chuck said that he'd known for a year that I was gay. I hadn't known for a year. I had fallen in love with a woman about three months earlier, And he said, I've known for a year. And I thought, wait a minute. So that must mean that's a thing that I am Mm -hmm. because it wasn't a thing I was doing, you know? Right. So that was, that was a real eye opener for me to go, okay, wait, so this is who I am.
0: Wow. Actually, that's an eye opener for me to even hear it be put that way, you know, because so many, so many of us get gay coded, get picked out as gay and gay coded before we figure out who we are ourselves. And it would be because that's what we are and not what we're doing. I mean, I right. think that's an interesting perspective for somebody who is struggling with their sexuality
3: to think about. So I just went down, I went down to a big Calvary Chapel baptism at Corona Del Mar, thousands of people on the beach, and I um, knelt down in the sand and went, look, God, I I belong here. I sing these worship songs. I love you like these people do. And I don't know why you made me this way, but this is who I am. This is who I'm not. This is who I love and care about. And you know What? If you want to strike me straight, go right ahead. But in the meantime, I'm just going to try to have to live the most loving Christian way I can find to live as a gay person.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So, I left there really knowing I'm, I'm, I'm not my problem. You know, God's yeah. problem. So, yeah. <laughs> strike me straight, go ahead.
1: <laughs> and this song, For Those Tears I Died, has been celebrated and sung for more than 50 years now. I mean how do, with that understanding how does that feel for you uh, I mean to me it, that's that's such a huge accomplishment
3: It's a it is a huge thing especially when I you know every so often you just I just bump into another reality I, early on I think before you came out Ezra I went to a Bill Gaither concert with my wife in mm-hmm. 2002 I think and um I wrote ahead and said, I don't know how you guys feel about giving me backstage passes, you know, meet and greet things they call them. And it was a New Year's Eve. So I thought, you know, maybe they won't even have them because they're going to sing till midnight, obviously. So if they're singing till midnight, how are they going to do a meet and greet? But wonder of wonders, they wrote me back. They sent me the meet and greet. They said that'd be great. So here we are, 15,000 people in the stadium and they had a meet and greet at intermission. So okay. I'm thinking, you know, 15,000 of us, there might be 300 people going to meet and greet, 500 something. They said, mm-hmm. if you have a meet and greet pass, come down here. During the intermission, and we went down there. There's six of us. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Now I feel like I'm on display, right? Yeah. And I mean, Bill came out. He had a guy, one of his people take a picture of us. He mm-hmm. said, I love you. I'm so proud of what you're doing. And oh, I thought, wow. Knock me over, and uh, Mark Lowry and people that know me and love me anyway uh, came Uh around, said I. And um, then they went back out, and you know, I thought that was so much fun. And as midnight came, Bill said, You know, there's a young woman who's here tonight, and uh, she wrote one of my favorite songs, it was my brother Danny's favorite song. And I just thought, They are not doing this at a Bill Gaither concert. And he said, And I want you to know. That if you're one of those people that you think that you know you've heard about a God that he said that you're never too good enough for, I know that's poor English, but that's what he said. If you're if you've heard uh-huh. about a God that you're never too good good enough for, the only God I know is the one in this song, the one that stands and says, "Come stand by me at my side. You're welcome here." And they started singing, mm-hmm. "Come to the water." Oh,
1: so wow. at that oh, point, that goodness. was
3: 45 years. What, 40 years after I wrote it? Yeah. Everybody's singing it. The balloons come down. Everybody's swinging their lights. I couldn't even sing. I was crying so hard. Oh my
1: goodness! Oh, wow.
3: So, you know, every please so tell often me that's have, recorded
1: like, somewhere.
3: Oh, it's on YouTube. If you look up oh. Marsha Stevens, Bill Gaither for those tears, it's on there. It has the whole okay. thing about it. Yeah, I can't wait. And I just thought, you know, how does God do this? Mm-hmm. Me <laughs> with my little, you know, I know four chords on the guitar. And Mm -hmm. here we are decades later and he's reaching out to people who otherwise would not have listened. You know, I mean, I was just blown away.
1: God is just letting you know that your pain indeed is redeemed.
3: Oh, of course. But I mean, God's
0: showing off for you. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I I have this, a theory about talent, that talent is God shining a light on you. Mm -hmm. And then when you use those gifts, that's you being a reflective surface to let that light shine out so other people can bask in it. Mm. And like, what an incredible moment for you to be a reflective surface for Bill to be a reflective surface Mm -hmm. for your gifts to shine to him, for him to shine back to those people. And I mean, it's true. It's truly a sense of God's community, like to be able to do something like that. Like what a, what a, I mean, that's what Asie and I try to do is shine to each other to shine out to our, Listeners, like, and I think that, um, what it's just such an incredible moment that probably helped shape Christianity. Like, and I, I really want to ask you, like, what do you think of Christianity today? Like, how much of it has changed? How much of your ministry do you see in it?
3: I, I, one of the things that my wife and I have talked about is how completely unconsciously we have come to equate American politics with Christianity. When you say it like that, of course you want to shake your head and go, oh, heavens no. But still we've come to think of our Christian walk as somehow affiliated with American.
0: It's real estate. It's all real estate.
3: And and it's that's so not true. I mean, especially with all that's gone on in recent years, we've had to go, you know, we're the same Christians that we would be living in Nigeria, living in Pakistan, living, you know, anywhere, with whoever in government, it makes no difference. This is us, this is our community, this is our calling, this is what we do. And we've kind of, you know, had to be very conscious about unwinding from that, to, to not be so hooked up with, I don't know, upper echelons of things and just go, mm-hmm. nope. this is about how we treat the lady next door you know we had i had one lady who stayed oh my gosh like two hours after a concert waiting to talk to me a long line of people and and she told me this horrific story about how her husband beat her and raped her and tied her to a bed when she came out and left her and thought she was dead and um when she finally got rescued like two days later um she couldn't sleep and she said, you probably hear stuff like this all the time. And I'm already in tears, like, yeah, who does that? Who goes, oh, yeah, I hear that stuff all the time. Anyway, um, so yeah. she said, I was walking around the city a- at night, at, um, In I think she was in Chicago, and she said, I, I just I couldn't sleep. And I heard an organ playing in a church, and the door was open. So I went in, and she said, I said, isn't there some song about Jesus being with you when you cry in the night. And the organist said, oh, it's in our hymnal. Um, I'm not allowed to copy it for you because that would break copyright laws, but I can give you the hymnal. Oh, gosh. (laughs) I want to meet that guy in heaven. What a sweetheart. You know, but I just think you can't you can't think of these things you couldn't conceive of them you're <laughs> 16 years old and going boy i hope i live through this you know no no way so i don't know god's still at work but yes it it certainly seems to be looks different on the outside sometimes
1: yeah yeah it does i love that you say that you know it's a it's about the ministry to the person next door it's just about being Christ where you are with who's around you, you know, um, implementing those values and and living it out.
3: Because I could never have done that, even if I wanted to minister to that lady. Even if I thought, oh, there's this lady whose husband's going to beat her. I couldn't do it. I couldn't have figured out the timing. I mean, there's just no way. You just have to be who Jesus calls you to be right then and then look at what Jesus does with it.
1: Yep, that's true. That's it. That is
0: it. Well, I have to ask because we, I mean, we've been talking about it and I'm um, very excited at the possibility. But I wanted to ask if you'd be willing to sing the song for us now.
3: Sure. <laughs> um, I, um, my uh, fingers are too bad to play guitar anymore. Um, they don't work like that. But my wife has been practicing, so I'm hoping she can hear me. Oh, how lovely. <laughs> <laughs> she saunters out as only a butch can. Okay. <laughs> I, I have a, a degenerative muscle thing that um, my, when I try to push on the guitar, my, my fingers get come out of joint. Oh, okay. So mm. I can't play anymore. Okay. So we'll do the chorus. Okay. And
2: Jesus said, come to the wall. Stand by my side I know you are thirsty You won't be denied I felt every tear drop When in darkness you cried And I strove to remind you That for those tears I
1: It's beautiful. It oh, takes me back so to much. being a kid and like Honestly, hearing my mom as sing you look that. like
0: you're a strawberry that's about to burst. Like I, I, I am. <laughs>
1: it takes me I, back. Never seen you I this mean, happy.
0: <laughs>
1: it, it I takes it me to a good languages.
3: Spot. I know it in Spanish and in Dutch and Ooh. in sign for the hearing impaired.
1: Oh, can we get Spanish? Is that sure.
3: possible? Okay. <laughs> Y Jesús dijo: be de las aguas y puedes tomar
2: la sed de tu vida. Yo puedo quitar tus lágrimas yendo y ante nieblas sufrir con amor te. Rec-
0: Beautiful. Mio, linda.
3: Ah, <laughs> <Beautiful>.
0: <laughs> no, not at all, actually. Very little. <laughs>
3: oh. But I, I, I know <laughs> how
0: to say th- that you're pretty. That like gets well, me around uh, Barcelona.
3: There you go. When you, when you translate things, of course, you can't do word for word because it has to fit with yeah. the rhyme and, the, and right. the meter of the song. So in Spanish, when you say, I felt every tear drop when in darkness you cried... But in Spanish it says, tus lágrimas siento, I felt all your tears, y en sufrí. And I suffered in that same darkness.
1: Uh,
3: mm. So, yeah, it's just...
1: I, I love that about different languages because it, it expresses it in this, the same truth, but from a different perspective. And yep. oftentimes so much more poetic than English. Um,
3: oh, especially Spanish. Yeah. Yeah, there's one song that I wrote that says, I had wandered homeless. But in Spanish, it says "vagabundo errante."s I was an errant vagabond. How much better is that? (laughs) You know. But if you sang, "I was an errant vagabond," people would go, "Oh, what?"
0: I think the spirit is the same regardless because you're just very true. It's it's all, it's you know, actually, T.S. Madison this morning put out a a video where she was saying, um, I'm you know, a woman of God, but I also curse. And human beings invented curses, not God. So if (laughs) she said, if you want me to stop cursing, God's gonna have to put his finger in my mouth to pull the words out himself. She's like, because every morning I pray, Dear God, get these blank, blank people out of my way so I can save them from me. but I think it's so in the same true. sentiment. It's like, the you know, uh, the words are beautiful on both ends, but really the spirit that, that, that came out of you playing those four chords you knew, uh, yeah. just to use the simplest way and the most that you could give to God to help tell this story and look at how that light hit the mirror that is Marcia Stevens Pino and reflected um, on... Millions of people, and we you thank know. you for that, and we thank you for yeah, joining us. Cool. I mean, honestly, like this has been such a pleasure. I, I've never seen my best friend Azariah Azur- <laughs> Azur- <laughs> so happy before. Um yeah. It's just so lovely. I was um, so
3: happy when he came out. I was so excited. I'm like, you're uh, kidding me! I had to go online really, <laughs> you know Azariah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I used to say your name, Azaria. I didn't know it was. Well, Azuria. that's the
1: proper way to say it in Hebrew and Spanish. So yeah, uh, yeah i in the English American way is Azariah, but the proper Hebrew way is Azariah
0: yeah. well, as you look at that too, that when you were going through your trials and you were having your coming out moment, which we we you know if yash Jesuits have listened to some of the past shows where you reveal a lot about your past how hard that was for you that you had marcia stevens pino in your corner the whole time yeah. and didn't even know it. <laughs> i had
1: no clue <laughs> I, I greatly value that and appreciate that and i will always remember that so thank you thank you very much well yes Jesuits, so our tithe love offering charity act of good this week is we hope that you've been touched and as moved by marcia Stevens pino's story as we have and now that you've heard Marcia's story, it's time to share her story and her music with a loved one in your life. Think of someone who needs a word of encouragement, support, and love. Reach out to them and tell them that you heard this amazing song and the story behind it, and then ask them what's happening in their life. People need that human connection and it has to be authentic and genuine. So we invite you to do that this
0: week. We always welcome genuine connections here because you could have followers, but if your followers are not actively engaging with each other, learning from each other and vibing regularly, then you don't really have a community. So please reach out to us. We want to know who you are. We want to feel your presence and welcome you in. And also our song of praise, act of praise. We want to spread love to other queer Christian musics and artists out there. If you're a queer Christian musician and you want us to play one of your songs, then send an email to contact at yasjesuspod.com with a link to where we could find the MP3 files of the songs that you want us to consider. Now, um, we are going to close out in prayer. So everyone, please get ready to bow your heads unless you're driving because Jesus can't actually take the wheel. Uh, <laughs> Marsha, we always close our episode with a prayer, but we wanted to share the way that we start our prayers here at Yash Jesus with a drag queen prayer. Yash uh, yes, Jesus is at RuPaul's Drag Con in London. And while we were there, we captured some holy prayers from some divine drag queens from all around the world. And today we're going to open our prayer segment with a prayer offering by... I pray that
2: the fellow LGBTQIA community find who they are and happiness for the rest of 2023. I hope that they uh, are at rest at peace with themselves and they love everyone as they love themselves. The advice I give to a young queer person is find who you are. Find it quick because when you find out who you are and love yourself, everyone already loves you. So you're going to just be happier within yourself. Hey, Amen. <laughs> oh, Thank you,
0: Carmel to. Um Marsha, would you like to add your own prayer? I, with us? I
3: did want to add a prayer for my friend, Keith. He's a pastor at a church, a little bit away where we used to live. And um, he's just going through a lot. He's taken his church into being open and affirming. And whether mm. it's for that reason or for other reasons, I don't really know, but he's really gotten a, an enormous backlash. And, He's older, he's not as old as I am, but he's older, he was ready to retire, and to have this like vitriolic response from people is, is really breaking mm. his heart. So, prayers for Keith.
2: Mm, uh, prayers
0: yes. for Keith. God, Heavenly Father, we've come together today. Um, we are so grateful uh, for the ministry of Marsha Stevens Pino and for, and for what she did as a part of the Jesus Movement and her ongoing mm-hmm. ministry today. Please, Lord, keep her inspiring people, loving people, and spreading Christ's joy. Mm -hmm. We'd also like to lift up her friend Keith um, and hope that the vitriol will subside and he'd be able to have a peaceful uh, transition into this next phase of his life. Um, The one that is thankful for all that he's contributed.
1: We pray for B in Nashville, having gone through such a terrible experience of exclusion, but also seeing the community. God community, <laughs> rally and support. And I'm sure B is going through an emotional roller coaster, but we still ask that you reveal your joy to them and help them experience joy. And we pray for Liz, Fiona, and for Pammy. We don't know the situation, but we do know that they need your help. And we lift them up with our voices and prayer and pray for help for whatever is going on. And we pray for Jeff, who had to encounter some nasty street preachers and turned it into something beautiful with art and graphics.
0: God, we also want to pray for the queer community of Columbus, I mean, as well as everywhere, but um, the ones who recently dealt with um, that awful chanting from the neo-Nazi group. Lord, we want to just pray that you give them strength. You let them react with peace in their heart and in a, be an example of love because if lgbtq people are just walking around as an example of love then nobody could say nothing about them we'd also like to pray for the buy me a coffee donation that we received we've been receiving several of those and honestly we appreciate it so much god it helps keeps this podcast going and we just want to thank each person who has reached out and been able to help us and we are so grateful to be able to have the opportunity here at uh Yash jesus to get together each and every week um and be able to uh spread mm-hmm. love so yes. on that we give thanks in your holy and precious name amen, yes. amen. Oh, thank you so much Marsha. we really appreciate you so much this was so great um to have you honestly um it's been a blessing thank you yeah and Azzy, thank you. And thank you, everyone, that's listening to another episode of Yash Jesus. You can find us on social media at Yash Pod or on our website at YashJesusPod.com. Now, if you like the show, please make a donation through our Buy Us a Coffee button, which is right on our webpage. And if you really like us, you become a subscriber. Subscribers will get exclusive content and be part of the core group that helps the show keep running on a, regu- on a regular basis. A regular basis. Uh, you can find the link to do so in the show notes. And if you don't have money, look... Just leave us a review. Share us with a friend. Those things really help spread Yes Jesus to others who might need to hear this message.
1: You can now leave an audio prayer request or praise report on our website, which is YesJesusPod.com. We would love to share your voice and your prayers on the show, so drop us a line or send us a recording on YesJesusPod.com.
0: Yes, and if you are a drag queen or have a friend that's a drag queen, come to our website at YesJesusPod.com and leave us a prayer that we can post a view. Send us your praise reports, all of you. Send us your prayer requests, everyone, episode ideas, guest ideas, or even just a come to the water. I don't know the melody well enough <laughs> to hear from you. Yashi's is hosted by me, Danny Franzese, and Ollie. as always, you will always find
1: me coming to the water Azariah Southworth Music, sound, editing, and all things audio Are done by Chris Heckman Our show is produced by the freaking Deacon Ross Murray And Lady Boss Meredith Polly.
0: <laughs> we are streaming and screaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify And wherever you get your podcasts
1: And remember, for those tears He died, and God loves you just as you are Amen.
0: That's right, so keep praising the Lord, y'all
2: You said you'd come and share all my sorrows. You said you'd be there for all my tomorrows. I came so close to sending you away. But just like you promised, you came there to stay. I just Yes, de tu vida yo puedo quitar tus lágrimas siempre.